1: looking good yes
0: yes so head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all enjoy
2: for her residential fits her like a sock fit in a rooster the one big difference at 9 30 i'm screaming at her to turn that damn cell phone off there's not a person open for business at 9 30 at uh-huh. night no sir She says, I don't want you to communicate with me at all.
0: Just send me a check. check.
2: (laughs) And residential just does a great job of organization, understanding business development, filling out a form, and understanding filing paperwork.
0: Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top-producing realtors in
1: the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. It's episode number 147. Okay, Commercial versus residential. And we
0: have Carl Landroneau, who is the number one person I thought of. He just told me his
1: name was Boudreaux. Yes.
0: <laughs> Boudreaux Landroneau. Did okay. they call you Boudreaux Landroneau?
2: <laughs> in CCIM world only.
0: Okay. Only. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, Carl, tell us a little bit about your real estate background. Cause I know at one point you did a little bit of residential. How long have you been in the commercial world? Tell us about how you came to be where you are now.
2: Okay. Well, in a prior life, uh, I had an, a different business and I, I chose to sell that business and didn't know what I was going to do. So uh, a friend of mine said, Go, get into real estate. So I ended up getting into real estate. And, How old were you? Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> probably a... Uh, Forty. Okay. Oh, okay. A yeah. so I had a whole n- another career yeah. in industrial sales and industrial and commercial printing and what have you. So I, I jumped into residential without doing any study. Went to school, got my license, went to work for a small company and that did mostly residential. So okay. I did a little bit of residential, then I, I went to another company and got into commercial and found out real quick that my personality and residential didn't didn't work.
1: Okay, I want to hear more about that. Why, right. what about your personality, yeah, well, what's I, the difference? I, well,
2: I'll start with your opening remark, uh, residential versus commercial. As As you know, I uh, I go around and, and I teach for the CCIM Institute but I also uh, have written a course called resi Commercial. And, oh, and teach, that's uh, interesting. So Rezzy Marshall. Rezzy Marshall. And, and I, I open this statement always. Uh, I don't think there's one better than the other. I don't think it's residential versus commercial, but I think it's a personality. Uh, yeah. L- unless know it's my wife. And I think that for her, residential fits her like a sock fitting a rooster. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, uh, the, the last time I showed a house, I showed some friends a house. Uh, probably twenty-five houses, <laughs> and uh, at the last at the last deal, everything worked, and I was a bit impatient. And uh, the wife said, "This is the perfect house," and I'm going. Finally, I'm going to write a contract. <laughs> and she says, "Except the bedroom." Is not the right color. So I reached in my pocket and I said, here's 20 bucks, go to Home Depot, buy a <laughs> gallon of paint and make it the right color. That was my last residential.
0: <laughs> You're uh, like, I'm never uh, doing this I, again. I will
2: never do this again. Mm-hmm. So it's a personality thing and what you like. Uh, right. And, but it's not one is better than the other. they two different animals. But
1: they're so different, right? They, they're
2: completely, completely different animals. Mm-hmm. And, and when you said, tell us the difference, the big difference is, you have residential real estate. Everybody knows what residential real estate is, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Then everything else is commercial. Mm-hmm. Right. So what is commercial real estate? It's not just an office. It's not just uh, uh, an industrial warehouse. It's not just land. There are multitudes of co- what's classified as commercial real estate. So it's just uh, a lot
1: more segmented. Like when, you're, when com- you're residential, you're selling a house or a condo or a town home and you're kind of like, that's it, right? And it's That's the right. same process no matter yeah. really what it is.
2: Exactly. In In Louisiana, if I'm right and you can correct me, uh, we have in residential real estate one purchase agreement for every size house from $100,000 mm-hmm. to $10 million house. You use the same form. Yeah. Uh, in commercial real estate, and and I'm employed by, um, I manage NAI, Light and Bloom in Louisiana. And uh, we have a, purchase agreement template and i would venture to say that 90% of every deal is written on a different purchase agreement mm. and oh, we wow. have inserts do you have for to everyone. make them
0: up or they just have addendums that y'all have on we, file
2: we have over the years uh, accumulated inserts into a template Okay. so like if you're doing land you need a special deal if you because of hit flood right sure you right. know sure. and then then you have deq and then you have mineral rights mineral mm-hmm. rights an animal
0: in commercial uh, in,
2: in commercial and then you have air rights and you have user rights it, it, and it gets uh, again it's just each one is, is it's a little bit different again it's knowing and, and my my deal in commercial real estate to my agents is, you know, you, we only have two things. We, we have relationships and education. Hmm. And that's the only two things you need. And it's the, it's real easy for me to sit here and say, oh, you need education and you need relationships. That's easier to say. Attain that yeah. is a different story.
1: And that's really also true in yeah, residential. That, that is yeah. true. Like right. if you want to build a stable long-term business, you need relationships and you need education. Right. I mm-hmm. mean, that's that's ultimately right. that's like the basis, a good foundation. Mm-hmm. All right. So while we're on commercial being so many things, can you, is it, are there some main, like I know there's retail, and then what would you say are the main, and and do your agents, they, they're more niche, right? Like they specialize in one thing. Like if you're a retail agent, do they just do retail?
2: No, well, let, we'll start from the beginning. Okay, okay. okay. let's start from the beginning. It, yeah. It's a great segue for this. The, the The one main thing in commercial, first of all, is market size. We have, we have three primary markets in the United and I'm United States. Let's, let's just keep it at at that. Uh, But you have something called the primary market, which is New York, Dallas and Houston. Mm, Then you have a secondary market. The St. Louis is in and that uh, Cleveland and what have you secondary. Then you have a tertiary market. Louisiana is a tertiary market. Uh, Some people, would argue me down that New Orleans would be secondary, I'll argue New Orleans is still tertiary. Okay. Mm-hmm. So by, you, you start there, so as you start in those marketplaces, commercial real estate specialties change and how you do them. Uh, an example, uh, I have uh, in, in my Baton Rouge office, I have guys that do uh, office, reta- uh, some retail, and some industrial. If I was in Houston or Dallas, an industrial guy would have a six square block territory and that's all he that's did. It.
1: That's wow. it. Wow, that's now, specialized.
2: Let's even go to the primary market. I have a good friend in New York and he's in the office business.
1: Or one building? One building. <laughs> one building. <laughs> that's one his building. whole career. That's
2: his career. One building, 30 wow. floors or whatever it is. And, and all he does is, is lease, lease administration, lease a- abstracting, for that building
1: for the one building wow
2: so that's how it that that's kind of where it starts uh-huh. uh in in louisiana in, in a tertiary marketplace um you can't make a living specializing in one area because there's not enough deals there's not enough that's right Mm -hmm. that's exactly right i didn't
1: realize
0: how small our marketplace is in comparison to the big cities until uh, trends right and they did the analogy they they did the side by side of this is what's going on in houston and this is what's going on in baton rouge and i was like wow right i mean it was it Astronomical. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, it's just like in Houston, for instance, and, and we, you know, we, we do a lot of business because of our NAI affiliation. We do business in, in a lot of places or we are able to network. And uh, Houston right now has more square foot of sublet office space available on the market than we have in Louisiana total. Wow! Of, of wow, class A that's office a space ready right to go. So that just gives you the uh, kind mm-hmm. of the deal. And so, so uh, I'm also a big proponent of my young guns when they come on board uh, that they don't choose a specialty.
0: Okay, that's mm-hmm. great. That's I want to hear about that. When yeah. someone comes to you and says, "I think I want to be in commercial real estate," they're pretty serious what step what are the first steps well, for them the,
2: the first steps is that i'm not a good interviewer so but <laughs> but i have i have certain certain things clues that kind of that i can go off of number 1 if in the first 15 minutes that i'm interviewing or speaking to, to them in a conference, small conference room and they ask me what the commission is or how much money i can make they will not get hired, period uh-huh. they don't i well, will be nice and right, talk right. to them for but they won't they won't get a job so you uh, won't. Me. You
0: don't hire everybody. I do
2: not hire everybody. Uh, the The second thing is then I uh, I go through an explanation of my philosophy of commercial versus residential, uh, and it depends on where they're coming from and what experience they have. We get a, we have an intern program, so I get a lot of my agents. I do very little recruiting. My agents come from my intern program that are either marketing or business majors out of the universities in the five cities that we're in.
1: So they come, oh, to so you, not just yeah, LSU, but right, the
2: right LSU, cities. you know Tulane. Wow, uh, you know Magneze, and uh, they uh, haven't UL even gotten a Lacky. real estate
1: license at that point. No, got no. it.
2: They, they do that after we kind of groom them and my intern program is is set up that they're not just gophers they're not actually they're not allowed to uh, deliver a purchase agreement or go pick up a key or any of that they work on specific projects for senior agents so they can develop their skill sets that and what they'll great. need so uh, we've been very fortunate with that program how long uh, is the program uh, i've had i've had uh, People there for three years. I have people there for six months. Okay. So it just, just really depends how you fit. It's you know? a paid
1: internship.
2: A very little pay. Okay. Very little pay. Well, uh, But the other thing in the interview process that I think is a, uh, an analogy I use always between residential and commercial is that if you compare the two to track, residential real estate is short distance running your contracts generally, just your contracts, generally speaking, uh, it, or, or from the time you sign a contract to the time you close, you're talking 30, 45 days and that's when you get your money. Uh, in commercial real estate, you, it's, it's related to long distance running. And so you're looking at, you know, you real lucky if you can close something in, in 90 days, probably 120, uh, I have my, my personal longest deal I ever did when I was uh, a producing agent was uh, two years and nine months.
0: Wow. From,
2: from contract to close. Uh, I have an agent who, is, who, who made a uh, couple years ago, made a seven figure uh, commission. And I heard both of you take a deep breath. And if you're out there taking a deep breath, that's really a deep breath. And that is a big commission. The downside that it, it took him seven years and three months to get paid.
0: Wow! Okay. And he had to work on it the whole. He worked
2: on it the full seven time. years, and it was up and down. It was a land acquisition for a large chemical plant, but everything you know, we talked about all the the differences in purchase agreements. It fell apart. It actually died and had a, a revival. It back, and so <laughs> it, it's it's it, you know a different world. So your pipeline has to be different.
0: Yeah. It makes you wonder what it would come out to if he was paid by the hour. Oh,
2: it, you know? It was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a long you know, time. And, and he was fortunate that he's a, a seasoned senior agent. He could withstand that seven years. Well, yes. he had different
1: other deals going on at the same a, time. A
2: few, but not, not a lot. A lot. Okay. Was, and, but he was in a situation, I don't want to mislead you that he couldn't, but anybody doing, we, we call it the, the river stuff uh, on the Mississippi River every one of those deals is a minimum of a year. Yeah. Oh, that's you
1: know? yeah. What about a lease deal versus a, a purchase deal time-wise? Okay.
2: Um uh, again that depends. Everything we do, depends. you know, when I when, when I'm teaching, uh my I always tell the students the first the first day the the most correct answer if I ask you a question, if you don't know the answer, the answer to that question it it depends sure and that is a correct answer because it always depends mm-hmm. so uh, uh, uh and this is where this resi Marshall or the residential agent has a hard time yeah in my opinion and that hard time is that you do a deal and in 30 45 days you you get your money
0: mm-hmm.
2: you do a lease deal mm-hmm. so we it's number one it starts what kind of lease is it so if if you negotiate how you're going to get paid. So you get get paid you can get paid on lease execution half and then you can get paid on uh, the other half when they occupy. Mm. Well, if you if you're doing a build out, that's could be 90 days, 6 months. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. then then you get into tenant representation and how commissions are split and they're not 50-50. It's negotiable. Sure. Then how do you get paid? And the landlords have become, in my opinion, not that I agree with it, but they've become uh, educated to the leasing business and the tenant longevity of that lease. Mm-hmm. Because if they pay me up front, and that mm-hmm. was the old way, you get paid for the term of the lease mm-hmm. up front when they moved in. And that was kind of like a sale. All right. But then all of a sudden, what happens when that tenant moves out? Well, I'm out. Of, I'm not in the property management business. Right. So yeah, you're not, gone. Don't call me and it's ask me for problem. my commission. Pro- I'm not giving you a commission back. I'm sorry. Yeah. You were supposed to take care of that. And we may. I mean, that's kind of crude, but <laughs> we we go through that. Right. And, and explain mm-hmm. it. Well, the landlords now come in, and it's very common for uh, a five year mm-hmm. lease to be paid five times. You get it. Each they, year. The, the, get the term divided by five in each year. So now the agent has to invoice and has to collect wow. or the company does. Wow. Okay, and then it's gotten worse, on, not worse, but a, a, another thing that we're seeing, especially in the tertiary marketplace, the the, the small strip centers mm-hmm. and stuff where you have a 500 square foot uh, tenant or maybe a thousand square foot tenant and they sign a, a five-year lease and the landlord pays you monthly. So you get 60. Checks oh, sixty man. invoices. Month. So, do you want to be in the leasing In the business? bookkeeping in the bookkeeping? Oh man, yeah. the admin the, of that. So, the, so we we have the technology in place to handle that, mm-hmm. and but that becomes a, a an area where if you're doing basically retail in that area, is you have to do a lot of them because your checks are a hundred right. bucks. Tiny. Yeah, sixty customers. bucks. Okay,
1: that really brings me to an important question. So what your standard, I know it depends, but your standard commercial agent in your office, you're running the mill and you're in this market, how many deals would they do in a year? Is there an average? Is there? Like in residential, they tell you. Yeah, yeah,
2: but... uh, that's the that's another issue when you ask that kind of question. You have one product, so that's easy to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then you can take your product and you can put it on a map and you can actually uh, know your sub-market, know your price range, and that's where you ought to be spending your business or yeah. your time doing that kind of business. I mean... I'm not saying it's easy, but the data is easy to gather. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you asking me, how many do they do? And the answer is, it depends. What do they do? So the first thing is, what discipline are they practicing in? Mm -hmm. If it's a large land deal, three deals a year. Okay. Right. Maybe I have a better question. Okay.
1: How do they get paid? And is there more of like an average, you know, amount of money they're making in a year?
2: Okay. So that, that, number one, I've sat on several national panels discussing the probably biggest disadvantage of being in commercial real estate. Mm -hmm. And that is that you get paid commissions for generally speaking. So we lose some of the, some of the best and the brightest and the youngest coming out of college because they can go to work for a lender. They can go to work for an insurance company that, and they get X dollars,
0: right? They know, they know that So, so
2: they know that. But you take a, a young kid that comes to work for me, and they're all young kids to me. So, uh, <laughs> but, but they come to work for me, and they starve for two years. And in that third year, they have they have their buddy at the bank. They've got to his level, and the next year, they bypassed him, and they'll continue for my producers to go to the top. So, so it's so similar it, in it,
0: residential. Absolutely. Each year, we always yeah. tell our listeners the first three years— you don't know what you're gonna make, if you're gonna make, you gotta budget and save and really be diligent during that time. And then the success ratio for residential agents is that three out of 10 will make it. Right. Will make it. So nearly 70%
1: fail.
2: Yeah, and I would say uh, even commercial and residential as a whole, the the biggest misconception in my in my opinion, and I won't hire this person either, is somebody that says they want to do it part time or have another little you can't, job. Yeah. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. You, you 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 can't. Yeah, that's not true. You can make a few bucks, maybe. You can get in a lot of trouble for certain. Yeah, well, yeah. Not. And for certain. And the uh, the other thing though is you will never succeed uh, and go forth with your career. You won't. What make would that you career.
0: say from your experience with all the people you interview? Would the success rate be like if you interviewed ten people? How many I, I, do you I think would, would make it?
2: I would say we a little bit different mm-hmm. in, in the fact that uh, because of our intern program and yeah, the people we bring in, they know it. They right. know they're going to starve. So our success <laughs> rate is probably a little bit better. I'd say maybe forty. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know that. Depends. Now the biggest compliment that we get uh and. and I'm extremely biased about education. Mm-hmm. I'm extremely biased about CCIM, mm-hmm. extremely biased about SIO or CRE, those designations. This year already, not already, but this year, I've had two top producing agents be hired out of primary markets and they hired them because they, they work for us and the way we do business on the technology side and that both of them had designations, yeah, and they were hired at salaries and great positions uh, in Texas. That's awesome, and, and I I counted it as a compliment, yeah, not, not as a loss. A loss. And then what what just happened uh, in this particular case, uh, and and, uh, and I will say, in our business, it was a female that was uh, uh, offered a job, and she took it. It was a great job, and and I said, hey. You got to do it. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you don't have a choice. I mean, uh, w- with what you telling me they're offering, you know, if you don't take the job, give them my name. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it was that kind of deal. <laughs> You're like, but, I'll go, okay, yeah, I'll yeah. go. <laughs> but, but, but the real thing is that happened. She was actually working with another senior agent and it did real well last year. So we just brought in one of the interns that'll have his license next week and he's going to take her spot mm-hmm. under this senior That's agent. Great. So that is how those, we kind of, it's not a promotion from within, but it's mm-hmm. a, because of commission because of independent contractor, uh, status, it puts them in a place to be more successful, quicker and not starve as long.
0: Um, of your office, what would you say? Cause it, is there a lot of females? I haven't seen uh, we don't have a big female presence in our marketplace in commercial uh,
2: commercial uh, uh, there's a huge huge uh, push on diversity and what have you it's being more and more accepted if you uh, if you go on a national level mm-hmm. uh, like CCIm CCI right now the the first vice president is from Houston and she's a lady uh, and we had a we have a lot of female um Committee chairs, mm-hmm. chapter presidents. So now we seeing we're it a lot more. So we're seeing it a lot more. But it, it used to be the big thing for the uh, on the ladies, the female side, was they were residential. Yes. Mm-hmm. they just did residential, and they and they just got kind of stymied, so mm-hmm. to speak. But now you're seeing them across the board. Office and we're seeing more men and, in residential. And, yeah, And, yeah. I, and th- you know that goes back to something else. When I'm interviewing, and I interview someone. Uh, and they have no experience Uh, in our situation. uh, We have residential, uh, you know, we have a a huge residential component to our commercial uh, department, component. So uh, I tell them, I said, look, do this, call this manager, tell them I sent you and go do residential real estate for 90 days, then come back and talk to me, maybe six months and then stay in touch and we'll see what you want to do. Because generally speaking, a young person doesn't really know what they... They think they want to do something, Yeah, but they don't know. Right. Yeah, you know, I've done it, uh, I think I counted the other day when I was talking to this young guy. Uh, I've sent six people to your company. To, to residential. To, to residential. Go try it out, and, come back. And, and then call me. Three of them stayed.
0: Right. Okay. And
2: one of them got out the business completely. <laughs> right. You know, right. You know, so... But, but and that re-
0: saved you so uh, much time it, and your intern positions. And-,
2: and And residential just does a great job of organization, understanding business development, understanding filling out a form, yeah. and understanding filing paperwork.
1: Sure. Well, because they're doing right. it at a higher frequency, exactly. right? They're just, exactly. There's more chance to learn because you're doing that, more that's of right. it.
2: So they get in a habit. So if they come back, then they have a learning process of course Mm -hmm. but they have some basic skill sets
0: so we talked a lot about education back to the relationship side of things like i know when i joined um, connie told me you need to be very involved people need to know who you are if you don't have people you don't have business so i went and joined a few groups and made relationships and started getting my name out there when it's a new commercial agent do they have to also like generate their own business how do they go about Getting the business to get started. Do you use? Do you work under other people and just work with their clients before you get your own?
2: Uh, we we have uh, kind of an um, a blueprint, you may say, for the basically the intern or the new agent. Okay. Uh, our business, like the residential business, uh, technology has changed. Uh, we we are fortunate that we have a management. group that lets us uh, inquire and buy technology. And I'm just using technology as a broad sense because we use it at different pieces of technology to do different things. But what, what has changed is that the young agent comes to work for us and they know a computer. When I say they know a computer, they know Microsoft <laughs> Suites. They know yeah. a, a, or Apple. You know the whatever basics. the Mac. They are not scared of it. So my first thing is: all new agents are told this. Whatever your skill set is, be real good at that skill set. Mm. Then your first business development is every senior agent sitting around the wall. Because most of those old guys are lucky enough to be able to turn their computer on and check their email. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, right, that's what they use it for. And they, 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 couldn't, they couldn't do a thing in Excel. They don't know how to use PowerPoint. They don't. I mean, just the basics. Mm-hmm. So I said, go sell yourself.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so that's their first business development. And then, more to what you were told, I also tell them this, and I used to say it this way. I used to say, you need to belong to three different groups. You need to belong to your church group. You need to belong to your civic group. And you need to belong to a professional group. And you don't have to worry about the professional group. That's my job. You you will belong to a professional group. Mm -hmm. Right. But now... I've changed that. Hmm. I had to change it because of I'm going to say technology because of the change in our business is now I tell them that you have to belong or you because of independent contractor. Yeah, you, you should. 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 Okay. You should belong and participate. Mm. I've added the word participate. Yep. Participate in your church group, participate in your civic group and participate in your professional group. And again, don't worry about professional group. If you hear you will be involved, mm-hmm. so, so that one we don't worry about. The other two, you should. And uh, it's interesting to see what hap- what happens when they really take that advice and do it. Uh, and I have seventeen thousand examples mm-hmm. of people getting big deals because of their participation in any one of the two groups. Right? Yeah. It, yeah. So, I mean, it's so the they, best source they of just, business. They just have to do it. They yeah. just have to, Yeah. I mean, to to get there.
1: Mm. Hmm. Okay. Tell me a little bit about the logistics of the way the business is structured, as far as work hours. I mean, you're more business hours Monday through Friday type of field, or because residential, we're working all the all. The, and that, and I, I the like
0: hours. asking you this because he is married, you know, to the, a residential agent, and he knows the struggles, uh, so, so, you so you can compare.
2: So I'll, I'll, I'll start the conversation <laughs> uh-huh. with this: the, the one big difference uh, at nine thirty. I'm screaming at her. to turn <laughs> that damn cell phone off. There's not a person open for business at 9:30 uh-huh. at night. no,
0: sir. We're that, with and, you. And and, and <laughs> we I'm, agree. I
2: I am all over that and, and to a point that uh, you know uh, <laughs> I, I can't even handle that. But now, she's
0: been in the business a long time. Yeah, she, she's always been this way. That
2: she's all you know she she's just she has <laughs> she, the, this uncanny ability to listen. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, you know. I'm, You're like, I'm, okay, that's enough. That's enough, turn it off, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, find something else to do. Uh, right. But, but uh, the other part, it used to be, quote, everybody thought it was an eight to five job five days a week. For uh-huh. commercial? For commercial. Uh, that has changed because of technology. Okay. Uh, and the way we do business. Now, it's not near, it's not near the intense weekend work That you have as a residential agent, and and but there's always a but in there. Uh, Y'all are showing houses. Y'all are uh, doing uh, what the CMAs or something, Mm -hmm. you know, getting that kind of stuff. Well, we are not necessarily showing property, but we may be building. A presentation on the weekends. Right. We may be doing GIS mapping. We may be doing relationship sensitivity analysis. We do more analysis work now than ever before.
1: Before. Hmm. Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. What do we mention almost every episode? Email templates. You're right. We sure do. (laughs) And after every time we mention an email template, do you know what we get? Emails asking if they can have (laughs) copies of the email template. Can you send me a copy of that template? I have never had one like that. That sounds great. And you know what the good news is? What?
0: feel organized knowing that
1: you have all the information where it needs to be. And if you purchase email templates 101, you do get lifetime access. So occasionally we like to go in and make updates based on the market or if we find a new best practice and so we put that right into the template and you get that updated straight away. It just goes straight to your course. Yep. Right. It's just there. It's It's already in there. It's just already in there. You don't even have to worry about it. We'll send you an email and we'll say updated. That's great. Where can they find these email templates? You can find the email templates at email templates with an S 101.com. Email templates 101.com. Yes. Head over for reviews and all of the specifics. Wonderful. Okay. Enjoy. Okay, do you sit, do most of your agents show up though into the office yeah. five days a week? Are they in the building?
2: No, no no. We, are they working
1: we, from home?
2: Uh, it depends. Okay. Uh, we light and blown, NAI Light Bloom, before COVID, we were very fortunate. I told you we were we, we felt like we were you know, one of the leaders in in Louisiana in technology yeah. and remote work. Uh, yeah also we have tertiary market. And I also have a group of hunters and a group of fishermen, sportsmen, outdoorsmen. I'm so glad he and brought this up. Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Tell so, me more, Carl. <laughs>
2: well, th- this is b- because of that, and this was before COVID, mm-hmm. all right, I have more than one agent that had cell phones and uh, laptops or notebooks, whatever you want to call them now, did many deals. Uh, and you... Uh, LOIs or purchase agreements, leases, and everything, and and did them from the deer camp or and actually the deer stand. Mm-hmm. I even had an agent that put <laughs> put an uh, an extender on his four wheeler oh. so he could get better reception in the. In oh, the in the hunting well, scene. I'm so yeah.
1: pleased to hear that they're working while they're away because uh, they don't like to answer their telephones sometimes <laughs> while they're away. Uh,
2: that, that's <laughs> another good question on my Resi yeah, residential. Is like, uh, residential
0: answers every phone call okay. like it's an emergency. It, you got it. Right.
2: And here's my analogy. And I say this, and you know my wife. Yep. And you know she's a <laughs> residential agent. And that goes back to that 930 at night phone. The mentality of uh, residential real estate, and and I want to tell you this, this is a compliment. It is a compliment.
0: Oh God, all I don't right? know if we're gonna agree that it's you a compliment. You may not, but,
2: I'm but worried. I promise you it's a compliment because I'm gonna finish the statement. Okay. I think successful residential real estate agents are barracudas, <laughs> okay? I, they are. When you get a client that client is your client come hell or high water you better take care of that client you're mm-hmm. gonna take care of that client and you're gonna you're gonna bite anybody that doesn't sure all right oh a, a commercial agent <laughs> is a catfish <laughs> right. they slow to react they slow to not answer their phone but that's caused by the nature of the business when when you're doing a residential transaction, you can call a title company, mm-hmm. you know, and you can get something done. You Anything you need, you can call. Mm-hmm. The mentality that, especially with a residential agent working with a commercial agent, and we do a good job of that now, by the way. I'm really proud of the way- you you, um, we, I want to hear it. Really we, 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 we do a really good job of that. Uh, but it takes a special commercial agent to understand the mentality of a residential agent, right? because here, here is a difference. If you have a piece of property, any kind of property, and you have to go to the Corps of engineers, you, you can call them. You know, when you're going to get an answer, you don't know. Right. Yeah. It can, it can be in a week and, and right. it's just the, the complexity of it for I, I, this is, this is worst case scenario. We, we are, we, some of my agents, options, some land. All right. And they were gonna build a port. They are gonna build a port. You need core approval. And you need, you need. How that. long
0: does that take?
2: Well, a, a, again, the answer, it, it, depends. it depends. But depends, <laughs> I they, know. They had, they had a, a non-reversible, a, a non-refundable option on, on a piece of property uh, and it was $50,000 a year and it was based on getting the permit. And they got a permit. Okay. And it only took them 10 years.
0: Oh, oh my, oh man. Okay.
2: So now, that permit is worth gold.
0: Sure, right. Okay,
2: but that, you know, you call DEQ about an environmental issue. How long mm-hmm. is that going to take? Mm-hmm. And, and that's the difference The there's always urgency, but it's not perceived. Right. Y'all get immediate. Right. So you expecting that immediate urgency right. on something you're working with and you're not going to get it so a a good commercial agent mm-hmm. gets slammed in with a bad commercial agent that they don't answer their phone they don't know mm-hmm. it and you can call them every week and it's the same answer mm-hmm. yeah you know it, it's better to say as soon as i get it now let me tell you the process i will call you I right promise. this is how we set we expectations. that's right you yes. have to do that
1: okay so i will tell you from my personal experience and i've had my license for 16 years I have only done one or two commercial deals. And then I said, heck with this. I don't have enough specialized knowledge and I need to I need to refer that to a commercial agent that does this every day. I I'm in my little residential brain and I know what to expect and I want them to answer the phone when I call. And I you know it just wasn't for me. Do commercial agents dislike when residential agents dip their toe in and just do a deal here or there? Or how do they handle that? Uh, What are your thoughts? The the
2: general answer is yes, because they generally, it gets messed up. Right. Yes. Okay, that's the general answer. Because they're
1: not educated.
0: Or we're calling for so Uh, much advice that you may as well have just done the deal for us. uh,
2: Again, it goes back to the same thing. Mm -hmm. Education and relationships. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna give you that education for free. and, And some people expect that. now. Uh, we went through uh, 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 a learning experience in NAI Latin Bloom and Latin Bloom. And in the Baton Rouge office, with the three managers, two, two residential managers and myself got together and we came up with a policy. Residential agents cannot list commercial property. They can buy and sell it all day they just i mean mm. buy it but mm-hmm, they can't mm-hmm, sell it mm-hmm. they can't list it because they're doing a disservice to the client right. number one then we went through of how are we going to do that so we came up with a program that the managers would have that agent call me mm-hmm. uh, I, i'm a i'm one of the only commercial managers maybe the only commercial manager in louisiana that by contract i can't list property Because I can't list property, that means I don't compete with my agent. Right. Right. So they call me and then I would assign that person with the agent that has an expertise in what they're doing.
0: That's perfect.
2: And then I'd go to that agent and said, I better not get a call from that residential (laughs) agent telling me you're not doing your job. Right. Because you're gonna go to the bottom of the list. Right. And we went through that and then I had two agents. Come to me and say, Can I go to the sales meetings? And so the residential meetings. And mm-hmm. so we developed an eight, an eight, like as an opportunity to get yeah. referrals. Hey, here I am. If you need me, right. call me. That's, right. that's smart. And, and, yeah. And so I had one agent two years ago closed, I think it was 22 jobs with wow. residential agents and paid 25% referral fees to those agents.
0: Perfect. What great and business. That,
2: that's the way it got now. Back to your question about residential commercial, and let me do a little of this and a little of that. Mm-hmm. When I was at another company, uh, before I was a manager, That's good. That's uh, fine. Uh, or I was considered a manager and what have you, I had a very, very uh, top producing residential agent come to me. And I mean, she, she was in the top three always in our market Mm -hmm. in residential real estate so she comes into my office and she says "Uh, i understand you do uh, commercial real estate yeah she says i have a referral i said great do you do office warehouse i said i certainly do first first question what referral fee do you pay i said i pay 25 percent." she says perfect so she throws a little slip of paper on my desk she says call this guy tell him i asked you to call him and do that. So I'm gonna be cute, right? Because I want to. This gal, and she's very technology savvy at the time. This has been years ago now, uh, but I, I want, I want the business, you know. And I said to her, I said, "How would you like for me to communicate with you? Would you like for me to call you? Would you like for me to text you? Would you like for me to email you?" She says, I don't want you to communicate with me at all.
1: No, just, just send me a check. check. She says, that's
2: exactly she says, I want my check in my mailbox. She says, This is extra money for me. I don't have time to listen to it. Right. And she says, if you're not doing your job, he's gonna call me.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
2: when he calls me, I'll come in here and kick your ass because you're not doing your
1: job. <laughs> right. that's exact work. Yep. Yeah, yep.
2: And yeah. But but she knew where she made her money.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. She's not getting yeah, it, into that. No. It's a time
2: waster. It, it, it is a, it's a, a total time yeah. suck. And, and this is this is something else. I when I talk to um, residential agents and, and I hear this thing about referrals, referrals. I don't like to do referrals. I don't like to do referrals. Hey, guess what? Not a problem. You're you an independent contractor. Nobody makes you do that relocation business right. and pay those Thanks. referral fees. I said, here's what. Here's a real real. issue, issue, and how to solve your issue. Add up all of the business you generate and get that number. Then add up all of the referral business you get and get that number. If you don't want those, that money, don't do it. Right. Right. It's that simple.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: It's not about referrals. It's about knowing where you make money and how you make money. Yeah.
0: Well, I think so many agents value money, money, money that they don't care about their time. The time it took you to do this commercial deal that you knew nothing about probably messed up some of your good residential business because you're behind, Mm -hmm. you're busy, you're distracted, you're overwhelmed. So now you're operating not well in either category when it could have all just been avoided.
2: Couldn't couldn't have said it better. Hmm. That's exactly right. But but that's one of the, the things that I try my best to to teach and educate this to my agent base. Understand where you make your money. Right. You know, it, you can't look at your neighbor or, or this person or that person and say, "Oh, I want to go do that," and you don't have the skill set.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: Where did your money come from? Right. You know, I, I have a friend uh, who is basically retired. That that retired very wealthy, and ninety percent of his business in commercial and only in commercial. And it was all referral business. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: He was a site selector for a major oil company. He'd come to work in the morning. This is how far back he goes. He'd get the faxes off his fax machine. (laughs) And he would call people all over the United States and say, this, 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 and this. I need these locations. Will they qualify? Do you want it? Pay me 25%. And he went home.
1: Wow. That's pretty amazing. So
2: again, but he knew where he made his money.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah, not so th- distracted by it, everything. It,
2: exactly. So it, it goes back to that. And then what has changed in the last five years in our business, more so than than anything, we talked about uh, the young agent knowing the technology side, knowing Microsoft and, and what have you, uh, is knowing skill sets, having an education, and then knowing what you're good at. Mm-hmm. My Uh, And what that has led to is teams, if you want to call it teams. Uh, And we have two kinds of teams. We have a team that is uh, an assemblage of people with skill sets that do one requirement. Then we have like my basketball team concept is I have uh, only about three of these. But this one guy that does large multifamily, 100 units or more. Okay. But he does them all over the United States. Well, he... but basically all of of Louisiana and we represent CB, we represent JLL, Cushman. So he has that, that's one of the unique guys Mm -hmm. that makes a living in one one space. But my top producing agent for the last four years. Same uh, person? Same person, four years, uh, is a rainmaker. He has two designations and he knows how to do everything but you don't have time to go build a map. You don't have time to do a profile. You don't have time to make a presentation. So he goes out and within the company and he he solicits these three guys because he knows they do something well. Mm -hmm. Do you want this? I need this, this, and this done. I'll pay you this much of the commission if we get the deal done. Right. And at any given time, he has seven to 14 deals going on and he has seven to 14 groups of different young people producing Working. what he needs.
0: That's awesome.
2: And it makes the young guys want to jump on his man wagon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They also become experts in that. Well,
1: because they're getting more di- at bats.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. It Absolutely. sounds like you will have
0: a really good work ethic and just they understand yeah. that they're going to have to hustle in the beginning. They, their expectations are set. Like they're not asking for handouts. They're there to work.
2: They, they, they don't have, they not, they, it's kind of like my job. My job is to give them tools and resources to do a deal Right. and to be the best. And uh, we are very fortunate in the tertiary marketplace that we have five locations. So your software vendors call us, they would love to get a Light & Bloom, NAI Light & Bloom stamp Mm -hmm. on their software because it's statewide. Sure. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but a lot of people, I'm also fortunate enough because of my involvement in CCIM and SIOR, on a national level, I know just association and people call me, know me, and that kind of thing. So we get to look at a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. And, And my first question to them is always this, we'll take a look at it. But first you answer one question, how can I use your software and apply it to my business to make money? And if they can't answer that question, I have no interest. Sure. So uh, we get to see a lot of stuff and we get it to them. And then we, then we have certain guys. when we talk about this team, if you want to just use Mm -hmm. team concept, uh, you have two kinds of agents. You have a, a, a rainmaker, a guy that goes out and and can cultivate business, but then you have the guy in the back that can really do something in technology. Mm-hmm. He can really make a, a special map, a special presentation and this kind of thing. We do, you were talking about coming into the office, we make presentations to <clears throat> national clients and the the rainmaker could be sitting in Baton Rouge. The guy that built the product or the guys that built the product could be in New Orleans and, and Baton Rouge and the client could be in uh, Denver, Colorado.
0: Sure. And then
2: we have someone in Lake Charles that's gonna drive the program. So the rainmaker gets them on the line, Zoom it or whatever you use. And we have somebody running the program. we got two on standby if we have a glitch. The rainmaker's talking the whole time and he doesn't have to fool with the presentation of the next thing coming up. So Mm -hmm. it's a, a real team effort to make it to make it fly and and, uh, it just works because 90% of my listings, uh, more than that, 95% of listings in Baton Rouge have a minimum of two agents on them.
1: Oh, that's very interesting.
0: Well, that was kind of one of our last questions was, you know, in Baton Rouge and in real estate in general, we are seeing different types of brokerages. Like now you have the people that are in the cloud and you have smaller boutique brokerages and then you have your traditional brokerages. Do you feel like, Commercial brokerages? Do they have different types of offices, or do they all operate somewhat the same?
2: Uh, it, it looks like sometimes it, it ends up. I, I, I think the 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 industry as it is and as itself you're gonna be more or less a boutique mm-hmm. or a specialist. I have mm-hmm. I have a, a really good friend in Jackson, Mississippi, been in the business 20 years, and there's two people in yeah. his front, him and another guy. <laughs> yeah, he, right. And, and the funny part about it, he does tenant rep, and his partner does nothing but land. Wow.
1: Okay. So they're so real specialized. They
2: really specialize. Uh, and uh, you, the, sometimes when you can get there because of technology, mm-hmm. And the I, sh- I shouldn't, I, I'll say it this way at a presentation if I can remember exactly how I said it. I said that uh, technology will not put the good commercial agent out of business. The good, the agent that does not apply and use technology will be put out of business by technology.
0: That makes sense. And,
2: and it, it's just the way it is. Yeah. And we are real, we real big on that, I mean, the biggest thing that that's that hit us now that's scary as hell is AI, mm. uh, artificial mm-hmm. intelligence and what you can do with it. Right. Uh, yeah. It, it is, it's unbelievable. Because it looks another,
0: impressive, but how accurate is it?
2: it? It's extremely accurate, but it's how you use it and apply it to what you want to do. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give you a, a great example. Uh, re, you mentioned retail one time. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you hear or you see a you know that every national retailer has a profile you can go to their website go to retail they have a profile of what that demographic footprint needs to be what the traffic has to be what the income you go down they have a profile how how does a mom and pop or somebody that's successful and in, in new orleans baton rouge lake charles lafayette and they're real successful with their business and they want a second location hmm. how does the and they call you and say, hey, I need another location. What is that? Mm-hmm. What is that location? Oh, well, let's go to 3rd and Main, why? Oh, because there's a lot of cars that go by there. <laughs> that's what that—that's right. what a normal agent mm-hmm. would say or something to that effect. Right. Well, what we do now is we have the technology that we take their existing business, we build a profile. Once we build that profile, we sit with them and say, these are the things that have made you successful. Mm. And then we take that and we annotate it on a, on a map to find the different locations in the city or in the area to say, Hey, this area, this one mile radius, let's just Mm -hmm. as an example, it meets these five profile features that made you successful but this one only meets two. Where are we gonna locate? Right. So we've taken the guesswork out yeah. and- are, now, There's we, actually we, a science behind there, there's it. There's a science and we've reduced risk. Yeah. Now, our big mm. business is R-I-S-K. That's and, awesome. and so we, we do that. And, and that, if you're not doing those kinds of things in our business, or you don't understand it, then- It's a disservice it, It's for a sure. whole disservice and, and, and you're not gonna get a hit. Hmm. And you know, and it applies to, to industrial, it applies to office. I mean, we do things, we, we locate every office uh, tenant uh, or every, if, if you have a big space and you have 200 employees, where do they live? And we do drive times of every one of them. Wow. And so that you can relocate or locate in that vicinity right. if you have a, you know. So it goes on a and lot on and on. that on, goes into yeah. it. So everyone is different.
0: Yeah. I have one final question before we ask who you would like to toast. Asking for a friend who is myself. You're the friend? What are you asking? (laughs) If you are a residential agent that had residential investment property, because that's what you understand, but you feel like you should have some commercial in your portfolio, what is a good, what would you advise would be a good intro into like buying your first investment property commercial? Like what is feasible and and lower risk for your first commercial property? A first time mm-hmm. commercial buyer.
2: Okay, so, <laughs> so that, it, 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 that's a loaded question. Yeah. Uh, one, mm-hmm. and I know what you, when you say residential, uh, I'm not a, a big fan of owning residential property. I've, right. had, I've had my problems. The first thing I'd say is, make sure you get a commercial person uh, that understands analysis. And I take every one of my commercial properties and I do a discount cash flow analysis of each one to make sure I'm set. Okay. And then maybe you can play with that. And maybe the, the idea, I know interest rates are going up now, but the idea would be maybe we, we show you how to refinance it and get cash out hmm. and okay. not, and, and reduce your tax burden. And if we can get you cash out, then you can make the move to a commercial property. And, in the commercial property, I would I would try to find out or know what the marketplace is like in a discipline, and I would purchase something that had more than one tenant. Okay. I would purchase a multi-tenant medical building, a m- multi-tenant retail, a multi-tenant office warehouse, these small office warehouse complexes, and the reason is I do that is that when you lose when you lose a tenant. You still have yeah, one. You still have one. Kind of like the, the mentality of a fourplex.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay,
2: right. Same, same mentality. I just see what's hot. I mean, if you could afford it, and if you could buy it right now, the hottest, the hottest thing is is medical. Huh.
0: Wow. I mean,
2: it is crazy hot.
0: All the urgent cares and all uh, of that uh, popping up uh, and, everywhere. I heard uh, that recently yeah, at a seminar. Uh,
2: it's, it's unbelievable. Medical is the, the poster child right now.
0: So huh. you would kind of get a commercial agent and just tell them, I'm looking at investing in commercial, I don't know a lot about commercial. This is what I have to spend if you see. So you don't want to necessarily pick your specific area. You just want to keep it broad. And when the opportunity comes, look at the numbers and make your decision.
2: That's right. So you, you need to know, number one, the, the first thing, yeah, what is your risk tolerance? Right. How much are you w- willing to risk? And the second thing is, do you have a geographic uh, preference?
1: Hmm. Because you don't Dude, have to be in your area. I,
2: I, I have I have investors right now that buy all over the United States Yeah, and, and never been to the property. Mm-hmm, that would they, be me. Uh, <laughs> I have
0: no desire to go. <laughs> and, and why would
2: you go? I right. mean, if you're buying it as an investment, why do you want it's the headache? It's just about numbers. Yeah, you know, yeah I don't want to go. It's about numbers in market. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, interesting. that that would be kind of sort of mm-hmm. where where I would I, that's I interesting, would go for
0: it. very interesting, thought provoking. This was excellent, so great. Uh. I took so many notes. Okay, we like. Do you have any more questions? No, I'm, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. We'd like to end with a toast. Do you have someone that you would like to toast to that has made an impact on your career or
1: someone that's important to you? Or even an agent in your office that you just feel like is really... Uh,
2: I, I have a, a, a toast to... Uh, uh, a, a, it's going to be a group. We love it, group it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a group text. Okay. Uh, I, I think the, the CCIM Institute, its senior staff, and the instructor cadre uh has made me a, a better commercial agent manager uh because i i go back that i i'm i'm fortunate that i get to see commercial real estate in all markets
1: yeah yeah
2: and my goal at, i was i was the cci uh international president in 2014 so i traveled and that was during a recession. international yeah is international so we'd, right we say that you know uh, yeah. uh, did, inter- you tra- did
0: you have to travel out of the country we,
2: i did we do now but when i did we, we were in the recession so we didn't have the money gotcha so so we didn't travel but we have a whole international uh platform and what have you but i got to go all over the united states going to the ccim chapters and my whole goal in doing that was, uh, I mean, I did it for the Institute, but my takeaway personally was to see, was there something unique that I could take back and then re-engineer it to fit the tertiary market? Mm-hmm. Because when you go to New York, you can't do stuff in New York, like you do in Baton Rouge and or New Orleans. So, But if there was something there, you could take it off, something in Kansas City. And, yeah. I, and then I got to meet a lot of different people that do a lot of different things that you don't even think about
0: right so very cool uh, and then you come back to our little tertiary market and work the deals and manage the people
2: that's right
1: love it after traveling the world so good thank you so much for being here i thought it was really good it was thank you my pleasure